Hi everyone, my name is Ivona Namisnik and I am a coach, consultant and VP of innovation. I have successfully built my coaching and consulting business while pivoting from doing what looks good to only doing what feels right. Today, I am teaching others to do the same. Or to put it more eloquently, I help high-achieving executives to make the jump, aka to work with purpose, live with joy, and inspire by being who they are. This podcast is for you if you're an ambitious, empathic woman looking to start your service-based business, to become a coach or a consultant, and you refuse to keep compromising on any aspect of your life to achieve business goals. What I want to cover today is that moment of certainty, which is probably one of the most revered questions. How do you know you are doing the right thing? I will go into how I learned, understood, and kind of embraced my need for a pivot, what helped me overcome fear and self-doubt, and the power behind the purpose-fueled business. Buckle up and let's dive into it. I have worked with brilliant women. They are all capable, ambitious, and driven. And quite early in my coaching journey, while I was figuring out the quote-unquote niche and while I was talking only about boundaries, time and time again, I would get surprised as to why these type A players decide to stay in type B jobs or type B situations. She clearly wanted more, but was either oblivious to it, as we all sometimes are, or she never dared to admit it to herself. I've known a handful of those in the past as well. So according to Stacey Kim, who is the author of The Lighthouse Method, there are three common challenges and three common reasons faced by smart and capable women when it comes to finding their next career move. So the challenge or the reason number one is they focus too much of their energy on other people's needs and along the way, neglected their own. So they have sought to be good mothers, good daughters, good sisters, good friends, co-workers, employees, whatever it is. They often fall into the trap of being what Adam Grant, the author of Give and Take, calls selfless givers. They put the needs of others before their own, leading to burnout and neglect of their own goals and ambitions. According to Adam's research, individuals can be categorized as givers, matchers, or takers, and givers tend to be either highly successful or struggling in their careers. The key difference between the two is the ability to prioritize self-care and personal growth while giving to others. In my practice, I have seen women who, when asked about what brings them joy and what's fun for them, sometimes they don't know the answer. So I want to pause here and I want to ask you, my dear friend on the other side, what would you do if you had three hours to spare, which selfless givers rarely do? What would it be like if you stop solving for what everyone else wants, expects, and maybe even for what you expect? high inner critic and high inner perfectionist, and you just started solving only for joy. My coach asked a version of that question a couple of months ago, and it stopped me in my tracks. Like, holy wow, really, what would I do? 
Because we've been taught growth only happens from discomfort outside of our comfort zone or as a result of pressure. We weaponize growth and use it against ourselves only to keep us confined in jobs where we proudly state how long we have worked, what we have sacrificed, and what we got in exchange for shrinking our core into oblivion. From my experience, we should be thinking of growth as a natural consequence of letting ourselves unfold. And that happens when we nurture whatever brings us ease, calm, presence, and alignment. Which brings me to reason number two. Some women believe they had invested too much time in one career and that making a switch is too difficult. Quitting seems too scary. It's almost like like jumping off a cliff, thus dreaming about any other possibility and exploring what is currently undefined or underdeveloped, like it becomes risky. And the thing is, working in an executive position is, it's like a performance show. Part of it is fun, yes, but a much larger part is entertainment. And this is the type of entertainment that comes with safety, status, and lifestyle. We get accustomed to a certain standard that we forget all about joy. And if we dare to ask for it, the people surrounding us challenge our desires. Are you serious? You already got it all. What else is is there? It's a phase. Stop being ungrateful. You are becoming really spoiled. Do you know that? It's like nothing is ever good enough for you. I heard these time and time and time again, which is why I want to say stop performing. Stop performing for yourself and stop performing for others. Do the work for you. Do the work for others. Do the work for the joy in the work. Do it because you fucking love it and because the work you are doing is a deep source of joy for you that is also an option and you are not crazy. Love and joy are the highest quality fuel source and the highest quality decision filters. I'm not saying it will always be easy, but I am saying you can always feel at ease with yourself and that is good enough of a goal, okay? And the reason number three is that some women simply can't picture an alternate reality. They can't believe that what they want is attainable, not because they lack strategy, not because they lack tactics, but because they are so deeply attached to their existing identity that they can't envision a rewarding and satisfying career without working excruciatingly long hours or sacrificing themselves along the way. They don't believe it's possible. Or even worse, even if they can, making such a change feels so outlandish and so indulgent that they never indulge. Now, while these are common reasons for getting stuck, what hinders women from moving forward, at least the ones I've worked with, is also perfectionist thinking. It is our thinking and it is our emotional state and it is our nervous system capacity to hold a different truth and a different being than what is currently happening that kind of gets us stuck. So many people, my past self included, believe that in order to succeed in a task, 
project or life in general, you must have a well-defined plan. We believe we can do a single thing until we have a very detailed and a very precise understanding of the final destination. Hey, this is my exact goal and hey, I'm going to smash it. Then we want to hold a very detailed map for reaching that goal. So high strategy and high planning and high notebooks that serve as a distraction. And then we want to obtain all the perfect resources to keep us equipped along the way. And I am here to tell you that is bullshit. We can't know the answer until we actually know the answer. Meaning, if you already knew how to make a billion dollars, wouldn't you be doing it? If you already knew that one thing that is going to keep you happy for the rest of your life, wouldn't you be doing it? If you already knew how to be a successful entrepreneur, whatever it is, like, do you get what I'm trying to say? The right answer unfolds itself in retrospect. We must stop looking for the right answers and be willing to explore an answer. Then unfold within it and see which one brings you joy, which one brings you excitement, which one makes you curious, which one piques your curiosity. Stop feeling like a failure because you have given yourself an impossible task. Stop using people-pleasing and perfectionism as a way to avoid feeling uncomfortable or minimizing painful feelings. Ambition was never the problem. Depleting yourself of joy because of it was. Ambition was never the problem. Depleting yourself of joy because of it, well, that was. It took me a long, long time to learn that. I was a kid who wanted to check the boxes, and for most of my life, that's exactly what I did. And then college happened. And I mean that in the most innocent of ways. I enrolled in a university I did not love to prove to myself and others that I could. But lo and behold, two years in, I was depleted of all of the joy I had ever felt. I remember... At one point, I was crying on the bathroom floor thinking, oh, this is it. This is how it ends. Mind you, I was 19 and I had a flair for drama, but I had a perfectionist line and I had a need to impress and huge desire to do all the right things. But I was an emotionally scattered kid who just wanted an answer. But in those moments, the only solution I could think of was doing the unimaginable. It was to quit. And for the first time, I did. Fast forward 10 years, and I still think of that decision as one of the most important decisions I have ever made. It's not the bigness of it in retrospect, but a bigness of it in that moment. I stood up for myself. I was willing to do something that mattered to me, listened to my inner voice, and acted from a sense of deep alignment. That's the recipe I follow to this day. It's how I started my company in the first place. It was a want combined with a need to channel more. And I say more as I did not know any other vehicle apart from entrepreneurship, which would allow me for growth as I pictured it. That growth obviously changed throughout the years, but I still think of my ability to stand still in the storm of shoulds as one of my greatest abilities. That stillness allows for curiosity, allows for change, and allows for changing your damn mind. Getting to where I am now is less about doing all the right things and more about 
doing the things that seemed right in the moment. Once I had better information and once I was better equipped with both knowledge and a nervous system capacity to do different, I did different. My coaching business is the perfect example. In the two and a half years, I went from doing this for free, building communities, organizing events, starting one brand, coaching as me, and now leaning into scaling what I confirmed works. And I look back at all of those things as perfect fits for the person I used to be. Maybe one of five years from now will grow more and have a different outlook. But this Ivona is here to tell you, stop stifling your growth because you are resistant to experimentation. Control allows us for only one outcome. Curiosity allows for so much more. But the truth is, most people don't exercise their power to choose. And when you exercise that power, you can change almost anything in your life. Thank you for tuning in to Ourselves with Autonomy. My name is Ivona Namisnik, and I want to encourage you to leave a review or share the podcast with a high-achieving executive ready to make the jump. Until the next episode, bye!